0: Thanks for coming, Patrick.
1: <laughs> what? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you came over to my house. I know. That's why I said thank you. You know
1: what? Well, I appreciate the uh, the invite here to uh, test out this little podcast you got going on. What is this thing? What are we doing?
0: Uh, it's called This Is Not What I Expected, and uh, it's basically just a bunch of situations in which this is not what I expected.
1: That's fair. That sounds awesome. Yeah. I think that uh, you're going to have a lot of fun with this.
0: I agree. We agreed that we were going to talk about TFP slash collaborations.
1: Good. I guess, like, you know, maybe let's clarify what TFP is for people that (laughs) have never literally heard that term ever.
0: You mean there's people that don't know what TFP means? (laughs) Stop that. (laughs) So do you want to clarify or do you want me to?
1: Well, I've always understood it as trade for print.
0: Yeah. Or time for print. Time for print, trade for print. I think those are the only ones, right?
1: I, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, maybe we don't even know, but anyways, I think the idea here is that you are trading time, um, essentially, for prints or t- to be able to say, okay, I'm. We're both getting something out of this, both model exactly. and photographer. Yeah. When you first started shooting, did you originally ask for TFP shoots, or did you? Did you? Was that the term that you first came to understand as free shoots, or how did you understand? Is there I think you're trying to, you know what I'm trying to get at. Is there yes. a term that you used to, I, t- to try honestly, and get a I shoot? don't
0: even remember, to be honest. Because when you were saying that, I'm like, is there, how did I even learn about TFP?
1: Or how did you approach, you know what? how did you Actually, approach I think
0: it might have been way back when, when Model Mayhem was a thing. Yeah. I mean, it still kind of is, nobody goes on it, but way back when, when Model Mayhem was a thing, I'm pretty sure they had... I could be completely wrong. I don't know, but yeah. I think they had, like, a glossary sure. of terms. And so it was one of those things. It's, like, an online forum, when you go, and you like, literally just... It's, like, MySpace, but, like, yeah. for models. And you would go on, you'd reach out to people, and you would say, like... They would put in their profile, like, oh, open to, like, free shoots, or they had, like, their glossary terms, or they'd be, like, open yeah. to TFP or whatever. And then you would send them a message, and it was this whole ordeal where you had to, like literally reach out to them through like a profile and they would either just completely ignore you or tell you that, yeah, I want to shoot.
1: It's fun to think that we're using terms like MySpace and Model Mayhem as if they're still <laughs> relevant now to, to how Have we- Have you
0: been on MySpace? Is it still a thing?
1: It, I couldn't tell you if it was okay. still a thing at this point. If it was still relevant, I'm sure it's still there.
0: Yeah. I just hear people talking about it. So I'm like, I wonder if that's like still a thing. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, so
1: I I, I guess the, the term that I was trying to get you to, I know that I originally didn't use TFP. And so uh, what's funny is that well, I what did you use? I used my original I used my what is now a like goddamn trigger word to me.
0: Is um, it collab?
1: It's absolutely collab. You know, oh. it's collaborations.
0: You know I hate that word. Uh, yeah. And content creator.
1: That's fair. Like I think you know, beyond content creator, before we tackle into that one, I think collab made the most sense for me I didn't understand the terms when I first heard them trade for print but I understood collaboration I understood this there's this idea that yeah you know you have a model you have a photographer they're coming together and they're going to create some images and so that one made sense to me but I never really uh, I never really grew outside of that time uh, to say hey like let's do a TFP shoot because actually, to be fair, I feel like I asked for TFP shoots more than often and people also wouldn't know what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I don't think I ever really used the word collaboration. I know a lot of people did use it. For me, TFP was always like the main concept. Question for you. Sure. What is, okay, I guess there's a few, but let's start with what do you think is a good way of approaching TFP?
1: What is a good way of approaching TFP? That is a great question. So, I I think what we have to ask ourselves when it comes to TFP is it is specific to who you're shooting, which model, which photographer, right? Yeah. Uh, if you, it it almost seems silly that if you were to go to a photography business's website that has listed prices, um, and it's clearly a business that you would say, hey, yeah. want a TFP shoot? It's yeah. like you know they clearly are running a business here, and so. And I think that's kind of where the line blends between
0: Instagram
1: because, you know, not, not everyone is running a photography business through Instagram. It's like a lot of times it's website, you know, when it comes to Instagram, uh, it's, it is hard to approach. I think that if I was to approach it nowadays, um, I, I kind of reach out with a concept. If I'm asking to shoot TFP, I say, Hey, um, I love, you know, I love your look. I, yeah. I think that there's this specific thing that I had in mind. Um, would you like to shoot? And I I kind of go in where they're not always asking for rates, which I don't know, that might make me guilty because I always insist that you should ask for rates. Yeah. But um, I definitely think that if you are presenting something to offer that I find it less offensive to approach for a TFP shoot.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, So I still take TFP shoots. And I think for me... I don't even really care so much how people approach it. It's, which sounds maybe terrible, but you gotta care a little bit. I well, I okay. S- someone it? comes up and says, "Hey, will <laughs> you take pictures of me?" Okay, okay. So, I don't care one hundred percent. It depends um, if they're outright just, you know, wanting free photos and say like, "Oh, like I would love to collab with you sometimes." Sometimes that can irk me. Yeah. Only because it's. Almost like they never think, like, oh, I should be paying this person. I don't know if that right. makes any sense. But for me, again, I don't think the biggest thing is about how people approach it. It's more so, like, how is it going to benefit me? Yeah. And that sounds terrible, but, like, when you're running a business, the only time that anyone will really ever do anything for free is if it benefits.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that same to goes to the other person as well. Like, if they're modeling and they get a photographer that reaches out to them. If they don't like that photographer's work or it's not a style that they do at all, why would they do it? You know, totally. unless they want to get into it. But like, for me, I think the biggest thing you just have to think like, where's the benefit, I guess.
1: Yeah. And I, and I think it was, I've run into a few awkward ones recently. I don't know if this is the new way that models are approaching it, but they, uh, the most recent one that I've been getting is they asked me if I do collaborations in general. They ask me if I offer TFP shoots in general. They never specify to themselves. Yeah. They always ask in general. And to be, of course, you know, like, you know I I do free shoots often, but there are always things, there are always going to be shoots that benefit me. Yeah. You know, and that's simply because a lot of things you can't count on with TFP, unfortunately. it's You can't count on always requesting uh, a deposit or having a contract available because sometimes, you know, things are just so simple that, The whole purpose of TFP is to, you know, make it easy. There is an obligation when you're getting paid for a shoot that you're going to um, deliver an excellent product. And I think that that exact pressure isn't always there when you're doing a free shoot. I know that if I have a TFP shoot on my camera and I have a paid shoot, I'm going to take more attention to the the paid shoot first. Yeah. At least before I have the luxury. paid takes priority. Always.
0: Yeah. Uh, Actually, that kind of made me think of Two very similar, not really topics, but um, concepts. Sure. I don't know what you want to call it, yeah. but, <laughs> well, that's why I'm like, ooh, okay, TFP collaboration, it kind of makes me also uh, want to talk about exposure.
1: <laughs> oh, exposure, the Universal currency. S-
0: yeah. Yeah. My, That's how I pay my rent. <laughs> yeah. A, thou-
1: a thousand exposures, I think, is the exact cost of yes, rent these actually. days.
0: Well, it kind of went up. It's 1001 1 right now. Nice. But, uh, you know, market's always changing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Um, how often would you say you get approached by offering or being promised exposure?
1: Promised exposure. I think that it used to be a lot, but now it's less so. And I think it's less so just because as photography in the city and, you know, just, I guess, how it runs globally through through social media that
0: yeah.
1: it's becoming quite a meme. It's becoming quite ridiculous that most people are catching on to say
0: yeah, this a exposure lot of people, thing yeah, isn't real. They're calling people out, right? which I love. But... I do love it. Yeah. No,
1: well, it, it's you're, it, at this stage. If you are accepting something for the sake of exposure, and I'm giving this exposure like quotation marks right now, <laughs> okay. then you, then you're probably a fool, like I, yeah. I gotta say.
0: Yeah, to me, I think the biggest thing with that is that you have to have some way of backing that up. If you're not going to send me all of your analytics or whatever the case is, yeah. then how are you positive that I'm going to get anything out of it, you know?
1: It's true. It goes back
0: to yeah. the like, how am I going to benefit, right? Like, yeah. usually models, they'll get like free photos. Photographer gets photos of the model, yeah. practice and all of that. But if I'm taking photos of you and you're promising me exposure, how do I know I'm getting that exposure, right? Because not everybody's going to click on your face.
1: No, totally. Nobody
0: cares half the time. <laughs> this is, a, this <laughs> is a, you're, you're
1: revealing the secrets that we swore never to tell.
0: Yeah, no one real, cares though. about like, your
1: face that much.
0: Not the face. I was more so thinking like if somebody posts a photo, usually people don't really care who took the photo. Unless yeah. it's like something so groundbreaking. They're like, oh my God.
1: Yeah, totally. took that
0: photo? <laughs> On that topic too, of doing TFP shoots, when you actually do a TFP shoot, um, I don't know. This is a gray area because I feel like some people demand to have contracts for everything Mm -hmm. and i agree i think it would save a lot of issues but i find for tfp it can be so easy not to but i think that can be dangerous because then you get people who do tfp and then they think oh like why didn't i get more images yes i've had a few instances (laughs) a couple stories actually of where we did a shoot and i actually believe i Told her exactly what we were going to get out of the shoot, like each person. Because we worked with a makeup artist or something like that. And uh, essentially, we came around to delivery, and the whole entire situation was like, oh, um, can I see more images? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Like, I'm doing this for free. And we agreed upon this amount. You know, it's just one of those things where. It's a grey area because I feel like every photographer is different.
1: That's a really good point. I like the idea of, of bringing up this important sense of communication before yeah. before the shoot because and to have it in writing. It doesn't have to be a contract, but
0: yeah, you know, exactly. As long as Even you just have like if you're DMing you're a like conversation
1: yellow. that you can reference because yeah, absolutely. I think that
0: um, actually, if you scroll up,
1: <laughs> as per my last email. Uh, <laughs> but you know, it's it's super important because uh, a lot of times I have models asking me what would be you know the average amount of images returned on a shoot, or how long does a TFP usually shoot uh, yeah. take take to edit? And there's no overlapping answer that's going to work. It's going to be whatever you agreed to ahead of time. Yeah. Now maybe you didn't, maybe you didn't agree to something beforehand, which I think would just be absurd. But, um, I know that for me, I feel like whenever I end a TFP shoot, it's always the last thing I say to the model is usually like the expectations. Like, by the way, I'll, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of an awkward to just be like, yeah, okay, goodbye. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right. There's always something to say, like, okay, I'll be, you know, two to three weeks. This is how many images you'll that probably get. That is so
0: get. funny. I don't know why, for some reason, I didn't think that other people did that. <laughs> I don't know why. Don't ask me. I was just like, am I the only one that does that? Because every time I yeah. end the shoot, they're like, oh, my God, that was so much fun, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, so this is the expected amount of time. This is the turnaround, blah, blah, blah.
1: Now I'm starting to think to myself, do I just say that to, like...
0: Sometimes I wonder, do I say that all the time?
1: Well, do I just say that to escape, like, <laughs> an uncomfortable goodbye? Like... Sometimes
0: you know, like, I feel like I just do stuff on autopilot and then no. I just, honestly, I'm like, like, totally the drink that I, yeah. Okay.
1: Um, on TFP, what I want to ask you is, what is your opinion on um, how free shoots affect the photography community? Uh, because this has been a very relevant one for me and I want to get your opinion on it first
0: god where do I start like what do you what do you mean by that I suppose
1: so clarify for, for context here <laughs> folks um you know I've actually just come from my first uh, gra- uh free grad shoot that I offered today it's for those of you tuning in this is COVID times where all <laughs> sorts of all sorts of uh graduation uh, you know photos and things like that were canceled this year for those uh, 2020 graduates and so uh Given that I had the capabilities, I decided to offer free grad shoots to some of the graduates. Uh, any of that booked, actually, and so I've been doing that. But you know, when I was asking for advice and support from a photography community, uh, I got about a fifty percent positive response and a fifty percent negative response to say that 50 doing, 50. yeah, pretty. <laughs> that that is Sorry. that is the exact <laughs> ratio, Megan. Uh, so it was fifty fifty to say. You know, half people were very supportive and said, oh, that's so great you're doing that, but the other half, they were very negative. They were very, uh, you know, frowning upon the idea of giving free stuff away, and the argument here for those not familiar with it uh, is that giving free shoots away devalues the service. Now, I have understood this argument for a very long time, and I do not disagree with it. I actually do agree with it to say, if enough people are doing something for free, then the general public are going to value it as it is something that's almost expected. And that is how we get into bad situations of people always expecting TFP shoots. Yeah. Now that being said, it is kind of, I I like to imagine it was circumstantial in this case um, because, you know, it's a pandemic and, you know, teenagers aren't going to cash out the 300 to $400 that it costs for a photo shoot. And our photo shoots a luxury item for sure. But it doesn't mean that you can't go out and, do something right, I think. But yeah. in general, free shoots. What do we think?
0: I think it depends on the person. Um, now, I don't understand personally where this. I guess I should rephrase that. I do understand the argument because I understand that it definitely does kind of water down like the whole entire business or industry, not business. Yeah. Um, however. I think back to when I first started and I was doing TFP, like, like, I would do a lot of TFP shoots, and it was never really an issue. Like, I don't know. Like, the only way I can really describe it... Oh, my dog's barking over there. Love that. (laughs) Anyway, the only way I can describe it is, uh... God, how do I even describe it? Like, I don't think it can be a bad thing. It's when you get people that are so far on the one side of the spectrum. So, for example, like, you get some people who are doing shoots right now and they're offering, like, 30 to 40 images. Like, that's absolutely insane. Because Mm. then people start to expect, like, oh, well, I did a TFP shoot one time and it was, like, 30 or 40 images. And then they're paying suddenly, like, I don't know, for whatever, say, like, 200 bucks for, like, 10 photos. And they're like, that's crazy. I would never do that. So, I think can be good if you're using it in the right way because I think when you're first starting out everyone should do TFP. And I don't think it's a bad thing when you're established to do TFP because that's one of the times what, where you actually get to explore the stuff that you want to do. Like for me, I find it's a time where I can explain uh, not explain explore different looks, different like styles, different things that I want to try that maybe I never did. So I think it can be good in some ways, but it's the people that do it super extreme where it's like, what are you doing?
1: Well, and also too, I think that you have to, you have to realize that when you get these, you know, people that are constantly doing TFP that are offering those 30 to 40 images, you know, the quality of those images are not going to be up to par.
0: Um, You know, that's so funny. Um, I have a random story for you. Okay, hit me. (laughs) It's actually not that long. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. But when I was first uh, starting out, not starting out. What am I talking about? When I first moved here, I'm off topic today. When I first moved here, uh, I was talking to somebody and they were describing, because I always, I use Photoshop. Like that's, I don't use anything else. I know so many people use like Lightroom and stuff, but I remember being so surprised like that all these people were using Lightroom. And then I found out that there were people who like, themselves i well i feel bad saying that maybe i shouldn't say that
1: say it do it
0: there's people that call themselves photographers in town and they were editing stuff on like their phone yeah with like visco <laughs> filter just, i don't know just I the, just, just the I, local th-
1: instagram filter and be like yep
0: i just don't get it maybe that's just me i just i always thought that you would like process the images and like i don't know there was just something like this sounds weird to say, but there was just something, like, professional about, like, sitting down, taking your memory card out, and, like, actually uploading the images to your laptop or computer, desktop, whatever, and literally actually going through them and then deciding which ones you wanted to edit instead of, like, let me just whip this through <laughs> Yeah,
1: Well, totally. And I, I think that there's an aspect where uh, what, I, what I've always said to people, it's especially... It's, it's, to both, it's to both humble photographers and to both humble models where essentially I say anyone with a camera. It doesn't have to be an SLR, it could be a phone. Anyone who stands in front of a camera is a model, anyone who holds a camera is a photographer. Now the only thing that's going to make the difference is the quality of the images. And unfortunately photographers, you can't hold the general public to have the same standards of what you understand as a good photo as to what they're going to understand to see a good photo, right? There's people out there who just do hold little point and shoots with their phone and say, oh, like what an amazing, what an amazing photo. And that's just their standard. If they were as passionate about photos and and images that you were, then they probably would have the same standards. But they're not. They're just normal people. Yeah. Um, And I think that's part of the big struggle, too.
0: Yeah. I think part of that, too, is like there's nothing wrong with going into Visco and like throwing a filter on it. But I would think if you were going to an actual photographer, you would want them to put a little bit more than just, like, throwing a free filter from an app, you know? Like, because anybody can do that. You go to these people because they do something that you can't. So Uh, there's that kind of aspect when it comes to, like, editing and stuff. And actually, on that topic. (laughs) Please. You get a lot of people when you do TFB that are really surprised, actually paid too, that are really surprised by how much work goes into editing a photo. So how long would you say, after you do the shoot, say you spend like an hour at the shoot, because a lot of people, like, especially models I find, they just don't know. Like, they just aren't educated with how much time it actually takes. So they go, they do the shoot for like an hour, and then like, they're just waiting for the photos after that, basically. Mm -hmm. But they don't realize, and I feel like a lot of clients don't realize that once you're done taking the photo, we actually do a lot of work to it. So Total. what do you say? Like what do you think?
1: Like what's the workflow? Kinda? Yeah,
0: what is your workflow? What do you think? Sure.
1: So let's base it off of kind of what you said with an hour session. Yeah. Right. An hour session. Um, you know, maybe let's say you've cons- you've had a different a couple different looks, maybe outfits, that kind of thing too. Um, I would say from an hour long shoot, if I'm just shooting with one model, I'm walking out of that photo shoot for me personally, and that's cause I, I shoot really on the fly on the go. Um, usually between three to 400, maybe three to 500 images, um, yeah. for me. So that means before I even get to an editing process, uh, I'm narrowing down shots and people have different methods for narrowing down shots. Some people hold love on. to, hold on. yeah, please. <laughs>
0: because I feel like we talked about this before and I just want to get it while we're recording. Yeah. How do you narrow down your images? Do you upload them to your laptop first or do you go through on your camera?
1: Megan, you're gonna literally listen back to this and see that's exactly what I was just gonna say. Oh,
0: yeah. okay, Thank Okay,
1: you. so I, I personally like to narrow down on the camera. Okay. Um, I know a lot of people. Any
0: particular reason why?
1: Yes, uh, so the reason I like to narrow down on the camera is because uh, I do end up spending less money on cards, um, because I like to keep images for a long time. Usually, like I'll do, I'll do a few weeks to months worth of shoots before I have to dump them onto a hard drive, Okay. Um, and then I'll like uh, erase the cards afterwards.
0: Yeah. Same. So
1: you know, for me, it's taking them down on the camera and then saying, okay, everything I upload to the computer because then it also saves like internal space on my computer when I'm editing. Mm. So that's why I like to do it there. Although I do have to say that I completely understand when people upload them onto the computer first and then narrow down because you do get an opportunity to have a closer look at the images. I don't think there's a right or wrong way to do them. It's kind of whatever is more specific for each person's workflow. Yeah. Um, For me, uh, like like I said, as before even any editing goes into this thing, I end up having to narrow the images down. And what's nice about that is that uh, having my camera in my hands, I can kind of do it anywhere. Yeah. You know, I don't have to narrow them down to have, a, I don't have to have a computer in front of me. I don't have to sit down. It's like, you know, I could be walking around. I could be doing anything, walking a of, around. <laughs> you know, as you do. Like I, I like to multitask a lot of, a lot of process, <laughs> not that I walk and edit, <laughs> but you know, I walk and narrow I'm just gonna my photos i go for a walk out. and
0: bring my camera. Go for stuff. a little stroll,
1: you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> after 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 narrowing down photos and that one's, I, I used to suck at that. I still suck at that, I'd argue, to be honest, relatively. Yeah.
0: I think for me, what I have a hard time with is sometimes I will look at a photo on, like, the back of my camera yeah. and absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. Or the opposite, I'll absolutely hate it. And then I'll upload them, take a closer look and realize the image that i hated is one that i actually loved or the one that i loved is one i actually hated oh my so i don't know what's up with that that's pretty cool (laughs) no i like
1: that we do them differently i think we should like
0: that's why i think i remember you saying this to me once and i was like what are you you talking about
1: (laughs) this guy is so strange. (laughs) who
0: does that all right anyone who's
1: listing right now let us know how you guys narrow down your photos if you upload to computer first or if you watch never all these
0: like fancy people be like actually mine is synced to my computer oh yeah wirelessly. They, <laughs> exactly they,
1: they're like sorry they're already on the ipad by the time i click the camera or something like that
0: I'm like well i gotta do a little, <laughs> i gotta get a dongle yeah to upload to the thing that holds my memory card i right. need like 12 things because i have a mac so there you
1: go yeah um for and then recently i think you know and and tell me if you agree on this as well. The other thing about editing is that and it makes sense. It makes sense why those early TFP shooters release so many photos. Yeah. Because as you get better with photography, your editing process gets longer.
0: Yeah, that's so true. Cuz when I first started, I don't even know. I think at one point I was giving out like I've never given out unless it was like a wedding, like sure. I've never given out over like 30 images. Sure. But when I was doing a lot, I would do like 20 images yeah. and that wasn't even really, like I wasn't doing beauty photography at the time. Yeah. Now, because I do beauty photography and retouching takes like my entire life. Right. I basically, I don't give out that much anymore, but yeah. I like it because I find I've narrowed down what I want, yeah. if that makes any sense.
1: Totally. I, and I
0: used to give out photos yeah. because I was like, oh, I feel like I'm not giving too much. And then I realized I would rather give out the best of the best yeah, and just forego the ones where I'm like, oh, it's okay. I'd rather just give out the ones that I'm truly happy with than to give like a billion that I'm like, eh, right. which is something that's changed when, because I used to just not care. And
1: yeah. like, I'm shooting. <laughs> well, and also too, you just look back and think, you know, as much as we share a lot of photos because we're photographers, but... Think literally in like whatever it is, the cloud or the drive right now. Yeah. If you had to guess the percentage, the percentage of photos that you have ever given or I want to say, yeah, given or posted relative to the total amount that you've taken, what do you think the percent would be?
0: Uh, ooh, like maybe a quarter? <laughs> like
1: 25 I think mine would probably be 10%.
0: Yeah, like Maybe. I don't even know.
1: Like it's a lo- there's a lot of photos. Like guys, I
0: actually I'm, during quarantine I went through my hard drive. Yeah. And was like, well, some stuff I was like, why didn't I post that? And sure. then other stuff I was like, yeah, I'm so glad I didn't post that.
1: <laughs> and and I think that's the other thing too with like growing, uh, growing from your TFP shoots is that yeah like you like that mentality that you had before. Of, oh no, like I don't feel like I'm giving enough photos. And then the best way to grow is sometimes pain and sometimes frustration. And then just doing editing that many photos and then seeing that the model posts like one or two of them. You're just like, why did I do that?
0: That actually brings me to another great point. (laughs) How do you feel about that? Like, I don't know how to describe it. Sometimes I always wonder because I know we've had this conversation before about like, like, for me, for example, I put so much pressure on myself in terms of turnaround time. Yeah. For the most part. I feel like during quarantine, I really got lazy, to sure. be honest. But um, I put so much pressure on myself to get things sent back ASAP, like, as soon as possible. Like, within a week, which is crazy, because a yeah. lot of people take, like, two to three weeks. Totally. Which is totally, like, a good amount of time. Yeah. And then I would just, like be so hard on myself to get stuff sent back. And then, and not that, like, you need to post anything, but I would always notice, like, it was, like, maybe a photo here or there, and it's, like, why was I so hard on myself? Like, usually people are super good about it. They don't even care, and I'm over here, like, oh my god, I gotta get these photos back. Like, they're gonna hate me. They're waiting on them. Meanwhile, they're just, like, living their best life. Like, Going to cactus club and i'm like okay
1: <laughs> i like that's where the average like tfp model shop, like that they're that's where they are if they're everybody not,
0: just goes to if cactus they're not club. looking
1: at photos they're a cactus club
0: or earls you know that's good too yeah wait true. are we gonna get sued if we say no a brand name okay no. moving on
1: yeah hey unless we get those sponsorships coming this way right
0: i know right somebody please sponsor us We're um
1: broke. so <laughs> i i think what's interesting about like you and it's how about getting the worst of the worst or the worst of both worlds in that scenario where you do actually have that person from your TFP shoot pressing you for images yeah, and they say, when are they going to be done? When are they going to be done? When are they going to be done? And then they're rushing you and rushing you, which is very stressful. I know for you, I know for you, that's very stressful for <laughs> yeah. me. I kind of let it roll off my shoulders. I'm good at ignoring people. Okay. Guess That's in there now.
0: You knew that had to be in there,
1: right? Go and on. so, but, but what I'm trying to say is that, you know, when they're pressing for images and they finally get them because you've worked to speed that up and then and then now they're not doing anything with them. Yeah. I think that, like, moments like that are very key motivators to saying, you know what, I'm just not going to care about that time yeah. as much moving forward.
0: And, you know, I was actually going to say this too before we started talking about this topic or whatever. Sure. Um I think it's important too for people... Maybe not every situation, but I truly do believe that you have to go through certain situations to actually, like, grow from it. True. For example, like, so many people ask me, like, how did you get better at retouching? And to be honest, I had to do a lot of really shitty work. I look back on so many of the photos I took, and I'm like, that was absolute trash. But you know what? I did it, and then I realized how to do it better. Because I had to do it really shitty first, you know? And it's the same thing with, like, clients being, Mm -hmm. I don't know, if you want to say crazy or just, like, demanding or whatever the case may be. I do think you have to kind of go through those situations to learn that you do have to set boundaries. Because for me, I mean, it probably took, like, (laughs) 20 more clients than it probably should have before I was like, okay, I need to set this boundary and I need to just, like call it that like even for example i would like the minute that i would get an instagram notification like a message i'd have to reply Mm -hmm. i don't want to see that number there i'd have to reply to every single message and you know what for a long time it drove me crazy and then we're here today and i have 10 messages and i have not replied to yet so i'm gonna get to them so we're gonna we're gonna
1: we're gonna make sure megan sees some personal growth here and i just (laughs) want megan right now i just want you to leave all those people in red Just make sure they know that you've seen it. Well, some of them I'm
0: making plans with, so I can't do that. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. Okay, so that's uh, our first little discussion of TFP. Not little, it's a little bit long. Uh, We're going to talk more about it, right, Patrick?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think it's worth, it's something I could literally rant about for hours, so I know that we're not going to run out of things to say.
0: If you guys are listening to this and we haven't posted the next episode, or you want to hear more, or you have an idea, uh, let me know. Yeah. And I'm sure we can incorporate it. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it for this episode. Yeah. Yeah. So stay yeah. tuned. We will be back for that, the next one, I suppose. Okay.
1: This was not what I expected.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was so cringy. Uh.